and welcome to our In The Zone podcast focusing on immunoassay workflows. I'm delighted to be joined by John Chappell, the Director of Application Support and Field Service at Gyros Protein Technologies, who will discuss how the Gyrolab technology simplifies immunoassay workflows. So firstly, John, what are immunoassays and what are the main applications in the bioanalytical field? So immunoassays are, are ligand binding assays that use antibodies as reagent for analytical measurement. So the key is that they use antibodies, although other ligand binding assays include things like oligodes and also antigen to antibody binding. So immunoassays really started in the late 60s and 70s, where they were used mainly in clinical chemistry for things like hormone measurements. But on the onset of biopharmaceuticals, the biologics, immunoassays have been extensively used for the pharma kinetic assessment and measurement of the drug, but also the measurement of antibodies that produced against the drug. And also they, they're extensively used for biomarker measurements, both in drug development, uh, but also they are still extensively used in clinical chemistry where there are automated analyzers, for example, that use immunoassays, the core technique. Great. And thinking about Gyrolab versus ELISA, what are the main differences between the two of them? Yeah, so Gyrolab really is, is essentially an ELISA technique. The difference with ELISA, it normally uses a microtiter plate, so it's normally on a plate. Gyrolab uses a, a, a compact disc or CD and uses microstructures. So the technique is fully automated using low sample volumes and also runs a lot quicker. So a standard ELISA would probably take four to six hours and if it's manually produced that's four to six hours of labor time compared to the gyro lab which runs the assay fully automated and takes approximately one hour to actually run the assay from to start to finish and because of the the short contact times in the microstructure you tend to get lower matrix effects which is one of the big issues when it comes to developing and, and validating amino assays and thinking about now the different applications, what are the different Gyrolab immunoassay applications? And could you could you go through some? Yeah, so I mean, the Gyrolab is a technique that's used for, for many different immunoassay formats, including kind of direct formats, competitive formats, sandwich assays. It's, it's kind of its main application over the years has been for pharmacokinetic and the measurement of anti-drug antibodies. But also there is, is extensively used for bioprocess applications, things like impurities, CHO HCP, protein A, HEC293, CHO, for example, as well as TITER. And there are also specific software modules for things like ADA, so handling immunogenicity data and developing the assay, and also for assessing uh, affinity as well. So it's quite a versatile platform, which can be used for many different immunoassay formats. Right. And you mentioned earlier some of the key advantages, um, particularly time. How mm -hmm. does it help customers to be more productive and why are they excited to use Gyrolab assays? Mm -hmm. I think prior to working for uh, Gyros Protein Technology, I was actually in the CRO industry for over 25 years. And for me, one of the big problems or one of the issues with immunoassay was actual development and validation time. So it always meant a, a lot of investment in, in terms of labor and time. So I first introduced the Gyrolab into my laboratories back in around 2007 and 2008. 
And what I really saw as an, an advantage was, was actually the time to actually perform an assay. So as a developer with a Jira Lab, I could actually run three to four development runs in one day compared to when you're doing an ELISA, for example, you normally do one run per day. So it, it really does actually improve your development time for assays and also with things like low volumes for example with like preclinical samples and also other specialist matrices gyrolab was one of the only options to actually get any results whatsoever and also really saw an advantage with using the gyrolab for for large phase three clinical trials where you needed uh, high throughput speed and also where data quality was also critical. So th- this is really one of the reasons why I introduced the Gyrolab technology to my lab. And also another kind of an exciting area is also the measurement of free drug or target, because Gyrolab is one of the only techniques currently where you can actually assess it because of the microfluidics and the, sh- and the contact times that you get on the CD. It's one of the only techniques where you can get a really accurate assessment of free target or free drug. And considering the differences between Gyrolab and ELISA, why do you think Gyrolab immunoassays are gaining in popularity? I think the main reason is now well-established and a mainstream technique. I think with any new technology, as someone that managed labs for many years, we do buy different bits of kit and new equipment and new automation. And some become white elephants that you never really use. I think Gyrolab has become established and most pharma and most biopharmaceutical companies are using it as well as CROs. And also data from the platform has been used to support regulatory submission. So people know that if they generate Gyrolab data, that the data will be accepted from the regulators, which is very important from a bioanalytical perspective. And now if we look towards the future, what do you hope the next five years will bring? I think as an immunoassay person, I look at clinical chemistry and I see fully automated workflows. So, you know, you get your patient samples and then the data would automatically go from the patient sample all the way through to producing the result to the patient. So I, I think that's the thing that's really missing in the bioanalytical. It's still a lot of manual processes in terms of the workflow and the data flow. So I see the next stage really where complete automation workflows from the sample all the way through to the sample result with complete data integrity, which is the other important thing from a bioanalytical perspective. And I think the other interesting thing to monitor will be the requirement for increased sensitivity. There are a lot of platforms now which are, are going lower and lower in terms of concentrations that they can measure. But I always say, you know, with increased sensitivity, is there going to be clinical relevance with measure, measuring such low levels? So it's interesting to know is whether, you know, there will be an increased push to really increase sensitivity. And just because you can measure something doesn't always mean it means something. Great. Well, thank you for joining me today and for sharing your knowledge about immunoassays. Excellent. No, thank you for your time. I appreciate it. And to our listeners, you can find more information at www.bioanalysis-zone.com. And thanks for listening.